afternoon in the studio, Attorney Chris Corbett, hopefully in the future, State Senator Chris Corbett, that's right, and on the on the phone, someone who's running now for office, David Ray. David, how are you? Rob, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Hey, David, uh, before we get into it and talk some politics, uh, remind Dave's audience where you are, where you're running for office. Uh, of course, my favorite spot in your district is the shooting range in Mayflower. That's a fantastic facility, state facility. But, of course, your district is broader than just that shooting range. Uh, and so t- tell us where you're running uh, and how the race is going and also your background. Of course, most people know that you are the chief of staff for Lieutenant Governor Tim Griffin, hopefully uh, soon to be future governor. Uh, but tell us what you do, what you have done and where you're running for office. Yeah, thanks, Rob. And I'm a big fan of the gun range, too. I go there pretty often myself. Um, so I'm running for House Arkansas House District 40. District 40 has been represented for the last eight years by uh, Doug House, who's also a Republican. Um, Representative House is retiring, and so I'm running for that open seat. Uh, There's no Democrat that filed, but I do have a Republican primary. And so since there's not a Democrat running, there's only an independent candidate running in the general election. Whoever wins the Republican primary in District 40 is more than likely going to be the next state representative. And District 40 covers a lot of territory. It's uh, in terms of land area. You know, it's about half Pulaski County, half Faulkner County. Um, in the in the Pulaski County portion, it's the northern part of the county. Um, you know, mostly rural, unincorporated areas, but a little bit of Jacksonville, a little bit of um, uh, Sherwood, a little bit of Maumelle. And uh, up in Faulkner County, it includes all of Mayflower the southern rural portions of the county, and then it goes um, up in between Conway and Bologna, so all of Highway 64, that area in there, and then it goes north of that area as well. Um, So that is District 40. You know, my background, like you asked about, Rob, you know, I've dedicated um, my entire professional career to helping advance our shared conservative values and policies and principles um, for the last three and a half or the last three years almost I've been uh, the chief of staff to our lieutenant governor Tim Griffin and have worked hand in hand with him um, to lower our taxes to control state spending Um, we've in our office alone we've reduced our budget by 16 percent we've reduced the number of employees state employees in that office at each at the end of each fiscal year we return tens of thousands uh, sometimes almost as much as a hundred thousand dollars each year Um, to the state treasury because our attitude is if it's not going to measurably improve the lives of our Kansans, we don't spend it. And um, before that, um, I ran the uh, state chapter, Arkansas State Chapter of Americans for Prosperity for several years. Um, For folks that are not familiar with that group, it's dedicated to expanding economic freedom and individual liberty. Uh, We were very successful in terms of fighting against tax increases, whether they were sales tax increases or property tax increases, both at the state and local level, we helped defeat tax increases. Um, We also passed important conservative reforms like the repeal of Arkansas's prevailing wage law, which was a burdensome government regulation that artificially drove up the cost of state construction projects. By repealing that, we've been able to save taxpayers 
literally millions of dollars across the state. Um, and I led, I was proud to lead that organization for several years. I've also been a senior advisor to um, Senator Tom Cotton, and I'm very proud to have his endorsement in my race, also endorsed by Lieutenant Governor Griffin and um, five of the JPs in Faulkner County, including including every JP that lives in this district has endorsed me. And um, so I'm very proud of that as well. You know, David, you, of course, have my endorsement. And now you're going to have to make up two votes for the two that you lost by having my endorsement. So, well, <laughs> you know, uh, there's only so much I can do for you. Uh, but in all seriousness, I've known well, you. Hey, for... if, you're, if, you're winning the, if you're winning the Professor Steinbach primary, then um, you're in good shape as far as I'm concerned. Well, I it appreciate at least that. Means you're, it at least means you're right on the issue. That's right. And, um, you know. You you did you asked how the campaign was going. Um, I didn't really answer. I didn't really get to that. But yeah, go ahead. The campaign is going is going great. Uh, I've been out meeting voters in in all different corners of the district, speaking to every community group that will that will let me come speak to them. And um, things things are going really well. I've been I've been advertising. Uh, I've got my ads up on digital platforms, and folks have been seeing those and. Um, so the feedback has been great. Let me ask you a little inside baseball, if I may. What is the sort of the different avenues of advertising, be it uh, billboards, be it digital, be it radio, be it uh, television? Do you have a uh, preference? Uh, you know, what is one better for versus another? Well, um, you know, I, I would say, Rob, it, it really depends on what the race is I see. and what area, what area you're trying to reach. So obviously a primary race is a little bit different from a general election. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a very localized race is different from a statewide race. I, see. Uh, I will tell you the most targeted platforms are digital and mail. You know, obviously you can mail something to somebody and it'll go straight to their mailbox. Whereas if you run a television ad, you know, it's going to be on, a set number of channels and you don't know if that person's uh, if the, if, if the person you're trying to reach is watching that channel or not. Um, but you know, the benefit of broadcast mediums like radio and television is you can, uh, again, broadcast is think of it more as like a shotgun blast instead of a, a pinpoint strike, um, you know, a rifle shot uh, to stick with that analogy. Sure. So that's, that's kind of the difference in a, in a, in a localized race like mine with a primary um, where you're, you're really targeting Republican primary voters, you know, um, talking to folks like we're doing now on conservative talk radio is a mm-hmm. good idea, mailing people, um, you know, reaching them over digital platforms, all of that, all of those are a good idea. And of course, uh, signs, like you mentioned, are sort of a age old campaign classic that, helps raise people's name id so doing all of that interesting no i think it's interesting to know i think dave's listeners uh sort of uh, like to understand the process as well as the outcome right and the, it's just how how do you do it right and we're democratizing elections in part by discussing the process there's nothing to hide here your your goal is to get your message out and that you are the best candidate for your district i know you are but you've got to communicate that to the voters. And that's a process. You know, sometimes, you know, when I ask somebody for a contribution or something, they'll say, man, I wish, 
politics, you didn't have to raise money in politics. And I say, yeah, well, I wish the post office would deliver my mail for free. But exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Well, sign, signs are effective, David. I saw your sign on the way to the gun range this weekend in Mayflower. Oh, it's great. right there on the great. corner. I saw it. A nice gun range out there, too. It is. It is. I love it. And, um, you know, great facility out there. You can, you know, they got a rifle range, a pistol range. They've got uh, uh, trap trap throwers, yes. um, skeet, skeet towers. Um, they've got all kinds of different stuff. I've got to get out there again. I, I went, uh, I'm the faculty advisor at the Bowen School of Law uh, for the Second Amendment Society uh, started by a student. Uh, Hannah Webb Howard, who's an often guest on Dave's show, in fact. Uh, that's how I met her before she was my student. I met her on Dave's show um, a couple few years ago. I don't recall exactly when. In any event, uh, we took a, a group out there, including a group of folks who've never shot guns before. And we said, listen, you don't have to be whatever is pro-gun or anti-gun. I put it all in quotes because I'm not sure I know exactly what all that means. Uh, but if you want to see what a shooting, a gun exists, whether or not you like it and you might like it, or you might think they're, they're somehow embodiment of evil, they still exist. And you might actually want to handle one and see what it's about. Uh, and that might not change your mind or it might, but, and we had a terrific response. Students, like I say, who never handle guns to former military folks who obviously handle guns and as you say david it's a fantastic facility out there you go out there it's three bucks uh and i've shot their rifle i've shot their handgun i haven't yet done shotgun and i'm still not i still i need you and chris to explain to me the difference between what is it skeet and what's the other one called trap trap and skeet i don't know it's all (laughs) these things flying up in the air that you take a shotgun to what's the difference it's all trained to shoot birds in the face right yeah i know you like to kill i'm not killing the birds (laughs) just the clay pigeons david he didn't want want to shoot a duck in the face i'm not shooting a duck in the face david i ain't gonna do it i'm telling you that right now i'll eat it if you want to serve it up i'll eat it yeah Hey, once we get past the primary and I get my Saturdays back, Rob, we'll, yeah. we'll go out there and do some shooting. We will do it. We will do it. Uh, David, um, you know what? Let's take a quick break. We're going to have you back for one more segment if you've got the time, and I want to talk some policy. Is that okay? Let's do it. Great. I see. This is the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm Robert Steinbuck filling in for Dave on this Monday afternoon in the studio, Chris Corbett, and on the radio, David Ray, who's running for state rep over there in the... I'll say the Mayflower area, David, you can describe it more. I'm awful with geography. Uh, In any event, David, let's talk some policy issues. I had Bob Ballinger on the show earlier. I know you were uh, cracking some leather, uh, shaking hands uh, up there in your district, so you likely didn't hear it. But we were talking about, of course, Bob's then uh, so far unsuccessful stand-your-ground law. I don't want to say it that way because it sounds like he didn't do everything he could. He, he, He did, but last minute, John Cooper torpedoed the bill now we're going to get it passed i'm ultimate uh, i'm completely confident of that fact in the next legislature but as you know stand your ground is quite a simple concept that is if you are uh, uh, being attacked with deadly force you can use deadly physical force without having to evaluate whether you can run away essentially so I think I know your perspective on this, but I want to use that as a jumping off point for you to comment on that. And then more broadly to talk about gun rights. Yeah, absolutely. I'm strongly supportive of, of Arkansas passing a stand your ground law. And look, I, I'll make this broader point that 
that law failing in the last legislative session, as well as it taking multiple chance, multiple uh, tries to pass a anti-sanctuary city law, as well as the numerous tax increases that went through in the last session, really pushed me over the edge uh, and 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 motivated me to jump in and offer myself up as a candidate for the state legislature because, you know, with 76 out of 100 Republicans in the state house, I feel like, you know, we're, we're doing some good things and we're moving in the right direction in a lot of areas, but it's like we're moving in the right direction, you know, at like a 15 or 20 mile an hour pace. And we really need to be moving uh, much more in a bold direction, especially because so many other states, um, are enacting, you know, strong conservative policies, and we're getting left in the dust in a lot of respects, especially as it relates to taxes and regulatory reform, spending restraint, and things like that. Um, to go back to the Second Amendment, you know, look, I'm a, a strong supporter of our Second Amendment rights. I'm a life member of the NRA. I'm a member of Gun Owners of America. Uh, I do support a uh, stand your ground law. Um, I do support constitutional carry i think that um you know these i have grave concerns over the so-called red flag laws that so many people are pushing um i think there's very serious constitutional concerns not just with second amendment but with fourth amendment and fifth amendment rights as well um and so you know our founders were were very wise to put a second amendment and our bill of rights. It's the, it is the, 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 the amendment that protects all of our other rights. And so, um, you know, I will be a, a solid pro second amendment vote if I'm elected to the legislature. Well, that's uh, not that I had any doubt, but it's still wonderful to hear that notion repeated as many times as we can. You, you highlight an important fact and that is 76 Republicans in the in the house is it and yet the vote doesn't reflect that and i like your analogy we're moving at 15 miles an hour so we're moving forward it's better than backwards but with such an overwhelmingly republican but unfortunately not necessarily overwhelmingly conservative legislature we need some more true conservatives in there i thought Bob, yeah and i'll give you i'll give you i'll give you just i'll give you just one example of that rob you know in this legislative session um, this past legislative session, there was a great thing happened. We cut income taxes by $100 million, which is a great thing to do. I mean, income taxes disincentivize labor and work and productivity, all things that we want more of. Um, our neighbors to the, to the west and the east in Texas and Tennessee have zero income tax. So we need to work towards that goal. And, and reducing income taxes by $100 million was a great step. But then we go in and we increase taxes for all manner of other things, uh, whether it's, you know, gasoline, cell phones, all kind, you know, tobacco, all kinds of stuff. And a lot of times I feel like it's one step forward, two steps back in, in some regard. And so, you know, I just want to be a, a voice and a leader for limited government policies to use my experience. Uh, and, and background to help move the ball forward and, and win conservative victories for limited government. David, I couldn't agree with you more. And you know, if I didn't, I would tell you. I saw 
Uh, recently, when Dan, Dan Sullivan was in here, you know, Dan is running for state Senate, of course, in a primary challenge, as is the case in many jurisdictions like yours that you mentioned earlier. And uh, I'm hopeful and fairly confident that Dan will win, but we've got to keep working towards that goal. But I mentioned that because Dan uh, showed me an article where the state government gave essentially $3 million to an opera house up there in northwest Arkansas out of the so-called Rainy Day Fund, which, of course, is just a rename of the GIF, whatever that stood for, uh, graft, I think. But in any event, um, uh, and here's the thing, David, you guys in the uh, lieutenant governor's office had a leftover and you returned that money. Uh, I don't know what a rainy day fund is, frankly, because it strikes me if the government has too much money, they should give the money back to the owners of the money. They should give it back to the people. And so I don't like when government A, collects too much money in taxes and then B, hoards it in some uh, make-believe fund rather than returning it to the people. Uh, and I equally or relate. Yeah. Go ahead. You, you comment on that. Uh, if well, you I'll, give you, I'll give you a couple of thoughts on that, Rob. Yeah. You know, the state should have an emergency, a rainy day fund or an emergency fund, whatever you want to call it. Right. You know, just like your just like your household would um, it would have a, a money set aside for an emergency. And and having that is good. It's good for our state's bond rating. It's good if we have a recession, economic downturn. Um, to have a buffer there, just a little something between, you know, the revenue that's coming in and 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 the asphalt on the road, if if bad things happen. Uh, that being said, you know, just like you wouldn't raid your, uh, just like you wouldn't raid your household's emergency fund to go buy, you know, a case of beer on Friday night, the state shouldn't raid our emergency fund for things that are not true emergencies. Um, so I, I feel pretty strongly about that. Um, you know, the, the second thing I'll say on that is we really ought to – the state of Indiana, Lieutenant Governor Griffin and I recently made a trip to Indiana, and we met with former Indiana Governor Mitch Daniels, who's now the president of Purdue University. And for folks who are not familiar with him, uh, you ought to look into him because he was an extremely successful governor. He's been president of Purdue University for, I think, nine years now, and they haven't increased tuition a single year he's been there, which is remarkable because they just continually find efficiencies and savings. But one of the things that he told us about was that when he was governor, Indiana passed what they called an automatic taxpayer refund, where if revenues come in over a set amount, um, that money just automatically generates a, a refund back to taxpayers. And I think that's something we ought to take a look at and study in Arkansas and see if we can make that work here. Because, look, ultimately, the money belongs to the people and if and to the to the hardworking taxpayers who earned it. And if we're if the state is taking in far and above what it needs to operate, we need to, to look at turning that back to the taxpayers because clearly taxes are too high if that's the case. Amen, brother. And, you know, I do appreciate that correction uh, of me. That is, you're right. We should have some money in some sort of fund. And my dispute is, as you aptly point out, to be clear, uh, is not that we keep some money in some fund, be it rainy day, or I like your terminology better, emergency, because when you term it correctly, then it makes it harder to abuse it. Uh, and, And 
by no definition in my world uh, is it an emergency to give $3 million to an opera house uh, so that the Georgetown wine-swirling elitists can go listen to their uh, old-fashioned fancy music uh, while people who pay for those things come home at night and take a shower because they work during the day for a living instead of the other way around. Listen, I am in a pretty white-collar job, meaning I don't come home uh, sweaty and covered in dirt. But I've done those jobs, and they ain't easy. Uh, Chris, who's uh, in in the studio, and we're going to talk with him uh, after the break, after we let you go, David, has also uh, done those jobs. And we both know one of the reasons we've pursued our careers in law is, frankly, those jobs are hard. Our job ain't easy, but those jobs are hard. And another hard job is being a state legislator, representing your district and pursuing conservative values. But we know, David, that you are going to be a success at it because, A, you're committed, B, you're intelligent, and C, you have the energy to get it done. And that's one of the keys here. We need people who aren't asleep. We need people who aren't uh, sort of born with a silver spoon in their mouth, retired at 50. We need active, energetic, intelligent candidates. You are one of them. You're going to be in the legislature in the next session. We wish you good luck and Godspeed in that effort. Thank you, David. Hey, Rob, thank you so much. And if folks want to uh, follow my campaign, Check me out on Facebook at Ray for Arkansas. That's R-A-Y-F-O-R, Arkansas. And then um, my website is just simply RayForArkansas.com, all spelled out, no numbers. We're going to do it, David. Uh, thank you.